Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello and welcome to the Giant Splash. I'm John Shea of the San Francisco Chronicle, and we welcome Bruce Bochy to the podcast. I caught up with the Giants' three-time World Series champion at Scottsdale Stadium before he left for Tucson, where he will manage Team France in a World Baseball Classic qualifier. Bochy touched on a number of newsy subjects, including his views on the Astros' sign-stealing scandal, his new role as Giants' senior advisor, and which former Giant on his WBC roster he calls Our Babe Ruth. So last year, about this time, maybe a little earlier, you you were announcing that the 2019 season afterward you would step away, and it was kind of out of respect in many ways for Farhan Zaidi, who's coming in. So the storyline wouldn't go on during the season, if I'm not mistaken. And this year, you've you've kind of stepped back a little bit out of respect for Gabe Kapler. Uh, to let him do his thing. Is that is that accurate on both accounts? Yeah, I'd say that's accurate. Okay. Uh, you know, at the time uh, I decided, you know, to step back, uh, um, you know, from managing. Uh, that was at, at the end of the 18 season, and, uh, and I, you know, Larry and I, you know, we, we had a meeting there, so, you know, at the end of pretty good idea what, what my thinking was and of course uh, you know wasn't long after that where you know, Farhan became our, our, our president and uh, but that was part of my thinking along with a lot of things you know yeah. who, you know whoever our uh, uh, leader was going to be uh, you know he should be able to pick his manager uh, you know I do uh, but it was more where I was as far as where my head was you know it, it was time okay you know okay. but there were a lot of reasons and that was just one part of, of my thinking mm-hmm. and so um, I, I you know, made that call and I, you know I didn't know when I made that call that I was going to receive the fanfare that I did especially at the end uh, but from the other clubs that was uh, humbling but that was not the plan the plan was more to lighten the load on everybody mm-hmm. Including uh, uh, Larry Farhan, uh, the players, uh, you know, myself, having to answer that question every day: Are you coming back? And so, but you know, hey, it's been done, and I'm in a good place now. And uh, yeah, I've enjoyed you know, my time here in spring training, uh, watching these players. Um, I was going to come a little bit later, so uh, last thing I wanted to be was any kind of distraction. And uh, and uh, you know, they they need their their time and space. Well, your presence can only be helpful, and as a, a new uh, senior advisor, how about that? Uh, what, what is your role, and uh, who um, you, you're out here watching the games as we speak? We're on a backfield at Scottsdale Stadium watching batting practice. With Joey Barton, Billy Hamilton, and others. But what what is your role, and uh, how, how do you see this playing out? Yeah, um, yeah. Hopefully, uh, you know, I can help out in different areas. Yeah. Uh, you know, what, whatever foreign. Uh, for home would like, 
Uh, my plan is to you know watch the club and you know have my own evaluation. So if I'm asked, uh, I can give them my thoughts. Uh, and the same with my league side. You know, pretty much every day I've been going over there watching oh. their guys okay. too because I need to you know get to know the whole system. Mm. And uh, you know this year I'll be going to all the affiliates mm. and. And not just watching the players and putting a face with the name, uh, you know, guys I've heard about. But, uh, you know, if I can be a, a sounding board for the players, the coaches, the managers, uh, you know, that that's what I, I'm hoping anyway. Mm-hmm. Then that's my job. And uh, so, you know, it's hopefully be an asset to the mm-hmm. uh, organization in, in, in this uh, role. And now, I'm in a new this new territory and you know I know Dusty did it last year I remember talking to him last year and and uh, and guys who have done this and uh, you know know, they all say well it's it's an adjustment but uh, it's been a good adjustment for me you know in fact it's perfect to be honest Uh, you know to come here in spring training and not have any thoughts or you know all these uh, things you gotta uh, decide and tough decisions to go with those but uh uh, you know, the planning, everything, it's, you know, it's not, it hasn't been bad, to be honest, yeah. you know, to come here and just watch baseball. Yeah, that's cool. And also to check in with some of your uh, your uh, your marquee guys over the years, you know, from, from Crawford and Belt to, to Buster and, and Pablo re-signed and Hunter's back after a year in Texas. It, it kind of different to see them in, in, uh, from a... From a viewpoint that you're not used to, usually you're up close. Now you're kind of seeing them from afar. Yeah, it is, and uh, you know, and that's been good. I, I've enjoyed uh, you know seeing them, uh, uh, you know, in a little, I guess, uh, different way as, as you just said. But uh, you know, and I thought it was time for you know for them too to hear a new voice, and that's going to be good for them. They, you know, they have a new manager, uh, almost a completely new staff, uh, you know, with the exception of uh, Ronnie and. Uh, and so, you know, they'll go here some new ideas, probably some uh, good, fresh ideas, too. And uh, so, you know, that's not a bad thing for them. Now, uh, we're coming up on some news involving yourself as the manager of Team France. Uh, you were born in France. Your father, Gus, served in the uh, Army, the U.S. Army, and you were born there and when he was stationed there. And so you have roots there, and you were named the manager of Team France for the World Baseball Classic. And that's starting up. Right now, you're heading to uh, Tucson, uh, and you're gonna. It, it, it's kind of cool because it's it's a family affair. I speak of your father, and the reason you have that opportunity to run the team is because your father was stationed there, and now your brother Joe is going to be bench coach with the team, and your son Brett is is going to pitch. I mean, how cool is that? Oh, it's <laughs> going to be a you know just a real uh, fun time for all of us. Uh, obviously, we we want to win, and that's what, you know. That's our goal, but uh, you know to have Brett back in the in the dugout with me, and have my brother in the dugout, who's never been in the dugout with me except for when we played little league. It's the only time I ever played with him. He's four years older than me, and you know, and I always looked up to him. He's my big brother, older brother, and he's such a good baseball player. Um, you know, I just tagged along, and now to have him in the dugout, uh, this is why I did this. Uh, well, a big reason why. I mean, I have a connection you know with France uh, I don't remember much about it in fact Joe my brother remembers a lot more about it than me he, he was a little bit older when we lived there but uh, you know when we talked I said you know what if I can help promote and develop baseball in France and uh, you know that's great and 
I've been there uh, since I left there when I was a young kid. You know, my wife and I have made a trip there, but uh, you know, I plan on going back, and uh, I'd like to go to the academy and uh, help promote baseball in France. Well, that's great because Brett will pitch for the team, and uh, there's a possibility Alan Hansen, who you had a couple of years ago, had his best year in the big leagues under you, an infielder with Toronto last year, and he's trying to make the Seattle club this year. He may or may not play, but. Uh, how much do you know about the team, and how will you suddenly take over a team and know the strengths and weaknesses and write out a lineup and a rotation? I mean, this has got to go quickly because you play Germany, I believe, on March 13th. Right. I really have nine days to, mm-hmm. you know, to get this uh, squad ready, and uh, I don't know anything about them, I'll be yeah, honest. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've talked to me a little bit about the players, but I haven't mm-hmm. met them, uh, and it's hard to go on somebody else's evaluation when you don't know them either and, and how they evaluate. So that's the difficult part. And an example is, you know, a Pat Burrell who scouted for us. And after a while, when he said something, I knew exactly, you know, what how he saw a player or what that player was. So it, there's some unknown here. It kind of reminds me uh, of the movie The Dirty Dozen, if you remember that sure. movie. when. They got it, you know. Now, I don't want to call these guys misfits, yeah. but, uh, you know, they're not playing professional ball. Some are from Venezuela. They're from all over. Okay. They're not just French players. Gotcha. But they do qualify because their parent was French or, mm-hmm. you know, or somewhere along mm-hmm. the line. Mm-hmm. So, And now we got to take them and get them ready uh, for a tournament and, 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 and try to beat Germany on the 13th. Yeah. So yeah. we got a lot of work to do. And so... Uh, uh, I look forward to meeting them tomorrow morning, uh, uh, where we'll get together, have a meeting, you know, a little meeting, and, uh, and go to work. Misfits can be a good thing. If I remember that 2010 club, uh, that was a compliment when ex- <laughs> describing those guys. Uh, you, you won it all. And if I remember, 10, 12, and 14, I don't know if you were favored in any of those series. You were, you, you were used to the underdog role. You relished the underdog role, and you prevailed uh, w- with the underdog role and won three titles. And now you're probably an underdog again, but this is at a different level. Could your experience in that role help you in, in these situations? Uh, hopefully, you know, yeah, we, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll be talking about some of that stuff okay. that we went through with the players. Uh, Alan Hansen, for example, and I'm hoping he goes. Uh, I mean, he's like our Babe Ruth because he's a professional <laughs> player. Yeah. So he's uh, hitting in the heart of my order. And uh, my hope is hope is he does uh, make it uh, we should know for sure in a couple of days but uh, you know you try to draw on that experience and uh, you know we'll, I'll be talking to the players about some of that stuff but uh, you know what it's uh, it's it's going to be uh, about working about putting in the effort there's no easy way you know to get these guys ready we got to get out there and get after it and it's a double elimination and it's uh, six teams and two advance I believe uh, fr- uh, France Brazil, Germany, Nicaragua, Pakistan, and South Africa. Is that right? Right. Yeah, okay. We'll have more of our conversation with Bruce Bochy, including his thoughts on the Astro scandal, right after this. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I think it was one of your most ama- emotional days as a manager in all your years was calling your son from the bullpen and him trotting out and you actually giving him the ball to pitch in a big league game. First time in history a father gave a ball to his son to pitch in the big leagues. It was, John. I, I mean, I, I got emotional in the dugout. I mean, I, I, got, I was nervous too, but, uh, you know, and I did at that time did not realize that that never happened in the history of the game and that even blew me away more. But, uh, you know, I, of course you love your son, but, uh, you know, I know what all he went through. I wasn't dropped out of high school. He went to Kansas, uh, ended up having Tommy John, and uh, yeah, we drafted him and uh, ended up being the closer in Richmond. Uh, uh, I mean, put up great numbers in the minor league. So this was earned. This was not because he was my son. And that's the tough part about being the son of the manager or somebody in baseball, you know, because you may have to answer that question. But the numbers prove that, uh, you know, our and have the evidence that he earned that, and uh, but still, you know, to have him out on the mound and, uh, and 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 go have so many memories of you know what took him you know through his journey to get to that spot. It was pretty special. Yeah, speaking of special, you have uh, you know your son, your brother. I, I, I bet your dad would be proud of this of, of what's coming up here, seeing the the, the next generation and beyond uh, being part of this special event. And, and your father was kind of instrumental in your life, brought you out to Washington Senators games, right? Right, right, right. You know what? If, if my dad was here, he would say, no, I'm managing. You're, you're, you're coaching on the bases. Uh, I know him because that's what he'd love to do, you know. You know, he coached, uh, you know, the armed forces, and the ar- Army teams on base. He was the co- head coach uh, then. And, uh, but uh, he would be proud, you know. You're talking about a generation, you know, with my son and and Joe, my brother, there. So, um, and you know, well, I'm sure there'll be times when we think about him, or we'll sit around and talk about him, and, and how much he wish, uh, you know, we wish he was there to see this. No, I, I don't think you're a big fan of the 28-man rosters in September. Uh, I think you like, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you know, when the new rule, instead of having as many as 40, I think 28 is the max. Um, you know, but. I, I obviously Brett earned his way to the big leagues. Uh, he had some special numbers in the minors, but maybe moments like that and, and rewarding guys who paid their dues in the minors aren't, uh, um, you know, possible anymore. Uh, is that true? We're, we're, John, the it's more so the true. You. you know, yeah. Brett may not have gotten okay. a couple of call-ups. Okay. He, he probably would not, to mm-hmm. be honest. I mean, he, you know, I don't think he was viewed as you know the next, the next two or three, you know, top guys to be called up. And, uh, you know, I've been in, in, in that situation. You know, these guys, yeah, what they go through in the minor leagues and the schedule that they have to deal with, the money that they make, you know, and to get, if it's just 30 days in the big leagues, that's something you can never take away. It's, it makes everything worthwhile. And uh, and so, you know, it's going to cost some players. That's, that's my... Position on this, and uh, now, do I think it should be 40? No, that's too many. But it's getting to that point where 
teams in contention, uh, you know, Dodgers, you look over there, they, they would have about 40 guys. Yeah. And that, that's too many, but I think 28, that's, you know, that's tough for those guys. And now, you know, that hope for them to get called up, it's, it's not going to be as big as it used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I haven't heard uh, any commentary by yourself on the uh, the Astro scandal. You won the championships in 10 and 12 and 14, and the Astros won it in 17, and technology has advanced so much, and we've gone so far since then. What, what was te- technology like back in 10, 12, and 14 versus what it is now, or at least last year, when you when you manage it. How, how far have we come to, to see a, a team like Houston do what they did and get in trouble for them? Yeah. Oh, I mean, John, in this game, and really the last five years, it's, it's incredible how how much it has changed. You know, in 2010, now, we still had analytics, and we, and we, we used yeah. uh, uh, you know, a lot of our uh, stuff from computers, and um, but obviously we didn't have the ability to do what Houston was doing and having cameras out there, whatever. But, you know, that's, you know, I think that's the case with any business. Uh, you know, it's just, it's, you know, our game's a microcosm of, of the business world. And uh, and so it was a matter of time before something like this happened. It really was. And uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, you know, you know what's really sad about this whole thing is, you know, they won the World Series in 17, but you know, that's a hard ring to wear. It's hard to say, hey, you know, I was the world champion in 2017 because now it's been tainted. As much as they say it hasn't been, you know, it's still tainted. Now, who's to say how big a role was it overstated and all that? I Nobody knows, you know, uh, the whole story. But, uh, uh, but it's almost like the baseball gods are saying, wait a minute, you better slow down on this. And, you know, they... They punished us a little bit. Well, when you were managing before this came out, was was, was there a belief by the Astros or any other team that that stuff might have gone on? And was there always a defense mechanism to to try to overcome any uh, possibilities of teams stealing signs with technology illegally? Yeah, yeah, there was always a concern. Uh, you know, at some point they have to relay it, so that that's what you're uh, you know trying to. Look for, and uh, we were always on alert for any kind of whistling or noises, or you know. And I used to, uh, honest got truth, two three years ago, and I'm not saying they used them, but I said, you know, it's going to be a matter of time for someone has a buzzer or something on them, you know, you know, because you look at, uh, you know, where we were with technology that, you know, obviously every team was capable of doing that if they wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, what we don't know is who else was doing it. Right. You know, you, you don't know and, you know, that's the thing. But I can tell you there were other teams uh, uh, that were, were doing some mm-hmm. things or trying to do some things, you know, just don't have the evidence of, or how far they went with it or, you know, they, they actually used it in games. What? All this stuff, it's, it's been going on in the game for a long time, and maybe not quite to this extent, but I remember playing the Cubs, you know, in 1978, you know, we had to go through these really complicated signs, because we thought they had binoculars in the outfield, but not just there, St. Louis, uh, Colorado, but now it's technology that's uh, leading the way. From Wrigley Field, you'd never know, I mean, like the old polo grounds, there's so much out there, uh, 
that who knows where they might be hiding a camera. Um, so there's been a lot of talk of uh, removing all technology in-game for player access. Like, why do you use it during the game? Use it for the prep work pre-game, but don't have any access during the game. Just play the game. Or, would you be in favor of that? or, or do Totally. You like... Totally. Okay. No, no, no question. Oh. Uh, to play the game. Hmm. You know, and there were times, you know, when, uh, yeah, of course, like every club where guys would go back and look at their bats, whatever, and when, I would take it away, you know, just to try to, you know, get the guys back to playing the game. You know, sometimes, you know, I, I just felt that it was uh, a distraction. Uh, you also have to go out and play defense. Well, you're in there looking at video for five minutes, and then you got to hit the field. They're coming out, scrambling, find their glove and everything. Well, yeah. How can your focus be where it needs to be? So, uh, now I would be so much for, you know, you know, not allowing technology during the game. Yeah, I mean that might be coming given what we're seeing here. Um, well, John, and I'm being honest. I, I, this is not, you know, I don't want to be. I'm not the uh, old guy, you know, going, hey, you can't do this, do that. That's a, it's great for the game. I think uh, we're all learning uh, how to. Improve, uh, make the players better, whatever. But uh, same time, you know, it's, it's uh, you, you don't want to make the game less entertaining, and that's that's my fear. Uh, sometimes when when uh, we're slowing it down, and uh, you know, we're putting stuff up there, the fans don't even know what it is. You know, when we came up, you had hits and RBIs and average, and granted, there's a lot, a lot more uh, yeah. numbers in there, more important than that, right. but. The average fan wants to see a baseball game, yeah. you know, and uh, now it's 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 going to grow, and, and that's that's great, but just just don't overdo it. Mm-hmm. So, Bruce, you um, were contacted in the off season about uh, um, by a number of teams asking because there were quite a few openings to, to manage, and you respectfully said you wanted to step back in 2020, and that's what you're doing, and now you're a, a special advisor with the Giants. Now, the last time the Giants hired a special advisor. He was Dusty Baker, and now he's managing in the big leagues. And, uh, you know, so I, to ask the question, which you probably have gotten before, but not 2020, but beyond, 21, 22, whenever, do you see yourself managing again in the bigs? Yeah, yeah, I've been asked that a lot. Uh, you know, I, it's a hard question to answer because I don't know how I'm going to react as we get into the season, uh, how much I uh, I'm going to miss it or want to get back. Uh, you know, I made this decision. I'm good with it. I'm not thinking about managing right now. But, uh, you know, I, I, it may you know, hit me to a point where I say, God, man, I just miss it too much. I'd love to have another opportunity. I don't know. I don't. And I, But I'm in a good place now. I can tell you that. And uh, uh, But, you know, Dusty, I'm happy for him. And I know... Uh, he really want to get back and manage, uh, and so it's unfortunate what happened. But silver lining on this is Dusty is getting a chance to manage again in a really good team. Is he a Hall of Fame manager, Bruce? He, he never won a World Series, and it seems like sometimes that's the prerequisite uh, for a lot of managers. Uh, you know, he's up there among the leaders. He'll probably get to 2,000 now that he's back in the game, which is amazing. You see anybody else with 2,000, they're in the Hall of Fame. But you know, for whatever reason, bad luck, etc., um, a World Series title has escaped his resume. Yeah, and you know, I don't know, you know, how they uh, 
decide yeah, on managers. Yeah. Uh, it's we're in a little different thing, but for me, Dusty with what he's done and how he's impacted the game, and not even throw in that what you know he's a good player too, but has some pretty good numbers. And you're right, he's going to be uh, getting 2,000 wins, and you know, and I know that's what's driving him. He wants to win a championship, but uh, yeah, I, I I think he. Uh, I mean, he, you look at his body of work. Uh, his win percentage. He's had some really good teams, and uh, you know, you look at me, and I, that's that's you know, what hasn't gone well. I've had some uh, tough years along with some of this, uh, these things, but you know, you know, to me, when I look at some of those managers, I, I have Dusty up there. Okay. Well, good, Bruce. Thanks so much, and uh, good good luck in the World Baseball Classic and your new role with the uh, with the Giants. Well, John, thanks. Always good visiting you. This. You know, it gives me good memories. I'm sitting down here with you, and it's nice here, isn't it? We're in the shade watching BP with this new complex, you know, here in spring training. The one I had, uh, this wouldn't have happened. Shoot, I, I covered you back in Yuma, Bruce, when you were a catcher with the Padres in the '80s at the uh, the Ray Kroc complex in, in Yuma, Arizona. Uh, we've come a little ways. <laughs> yeah, a long ways. Thank you for listening to this episode of Giant Splash. Henry Shulman and I will continue providing podcasts throughout spring training and into the season. The Giant Splash is a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Support the Splash and all of the Chronicle's great journalism by signing up for a Chronicle membership at sfchronicle.com slash pod.